we have the opportunity to give that forgiveness. It's the opportunity to express the very forgiveness that we have been given through Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Olive Life Show, folks. I am one of your hosts, Stuart White, along with my wife. Very tired, Alicia White. And uh, But we are very glad to be here with you guys, even though it is late at our house, but who knows what time you're listening to this. Uh, we had an interesting weekend, though. We had a little birthday celebration for Alicia and uh, had some dinner with some really good friends, friends that you know, like, we will be friends for life. And it was just great to spend time with them and uh, celebrate my lovely wife and the day that she was born. Uh, But then we went back to our hotel and it was early and we went, let's go to sleep early. And then... I don't think that was the original plan. I think the original plan was to like get out and let loose and have fun. And then we got away from the kids and it was like... Oh, yeah. maybe we should just go to bed early, which would have been a great idea had we not woken up then at 3.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. So we pretty much have been up since 3.30, 4, somewhere in that range. And we have, I, I, I feel surprisingly okay. Just, I feel surprisingly just a little bit not off. okay. <laughs> yeah. I am not okay. <laughs> but uh, we don't say that as a caveat because I don't like giving caveats and at the beginning of uh, shows. But yeah, caveat in case <laughs> in case Alicia in case falls asleep. If in she the falls asleep and, and I have to, you hear like a a flicking noise. <sighs> that's probably me or a snoring noise. That's her. So uh, yeah, really good weekend. Really glad that we got to celebrate you. Really thankful for our friends. And uh, yeah, what else did we have going on though? I can tell you something that we had going on. We had we avoided a major disaster today. We realized that a plane trip or a, a trip that we had booked for our whole family to Maui in three weeks, um, we were laying in our hotel bed and realized that our plane trip had accidentally gotten booked for the day before we were supposed to come back. And so all of our other travel plans, the Airbnb, the hotel on the way back, the... Rental car. Rental car, yeah, everything. Yeah, it was all messed up. And Stu totally saved the day, called the airline, and got them to switch it free of charge. I almost cried. Yeah. Mad props to United Airlines and the this agent is not a paid that helped sponsorship. us. Yeah, but we were, we were excited because when we first called, I actually got, uh, not hung up on, but yeah, accidentally hung up on, I guess. And so I called back, and the first lady I had talked to said, that, oh, well, you know, you, you should have caught this right away, but now that it's been a few months, uh, there might be a fee. It'll probably be $200 a person, and there's six of us going. So I was like, oh, $1,200 to change one day. We probably just wouldn't have, you know, changed yeah. the day and just come back early. But the next lady was uh, very helpful, and she was just like, okay, well, we, we've changed it and I'm not even going to charge you the fee. And we were just blown away. So we were very grateful. Uh, may God bless her mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and enrich her life greatly. Um, so yeah, we were excited to that, that trip, uh, for that, that trip is coming up in just a matter of weeks. 
Um, we have concocted a special idea slash plan for the trip that might include all of our All of Life listeners. You want to tell them what that plan is? Maybe? Yeah. So we had something here in our town where people were hiding rocks that they had painted. And these rocks had a little bit of information like a Facebook group page. And so what you would do, and I'm sure that it's not just our town that's done this, but when you found a rock... Uh, where it was hiding, you would then go to that Facebook page and you would post that you found it, join the group or whatever, and and then you would hide it somewhere else for somebody else to find. And we thought, well, that'd be kind of cool. What if we did something like that, but in uh, on our vacation to Maui with our kids, because we think they would have a really fun time with that, but maybe we'll implement a little more social media and we will post ourselves hiding it. And then the next person to find it or even maybe a scavenger hunt type of thing like that. Um, you know, so if you're a listener or whatever and you happen to be in that area or you know someone in that area, it doesn't have to be you there. But whatever measures you need to go to, you would find it and then you would tell us your story and then hide it for the next person. So we thought this would just be a really fun way to interact. We, we might do like a little rock or something like that. Our friends are our friends are going to Maui a week before us, so they're gonna hide a rock for us that we're that our kids are gonna get to go find. But we we might do something different too. We might um, we might hide a book, a special book or something. Oh yes, yeah. perhaps a book of one of our favorites yes. uh, or two, or maybe, maybe it'll have a hundred dollar bill in it. Oh man, Ooh. boy, or, this is. Getting Glad expensive. we saved that money on that change agent fee. Woo. It won't be twelve hundred, I can tell you that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So tell us what you guys think, though, on the Facebook group or in email uh, feedback at alloflifeshow dot com. Or if you want a response, if you want a response, go to Instagram because yeah. I'm not really monitoring the Facebook page. Well. Alicia is owning that Instagram right now because she's very good at it. So no, I'm not, babe. Oh, she's a pro. And, uh, yeah, so let us know your thoughts. If you have something where you're like, ooh, I have a really good suggestion, go ahead, suggest it. We'd love to hear it. Um, so with that, though, we are going to jump into this episode. And this episode is going to be all about the idea of justice and where we get our idea of justice. And we're going to start, though, with kind of a strange way of jumping into that because typically people would probably have something that they, you know, a Bible verse or something, which I'm all for, but, and we are going to get to some Bible verses, but we're going to start off by asking a question, which we seem to be doing a lot of in every episode. And I think that's going to be our thing. The question is, what is it that you think that you need? And what is it that you think you deserve? And we can also turn that around and maybe what is it that you don't think you deserve? And how you answer these questions will actually be very telling of where your sense of justice and mercy uh, are derived, or if you have them at all. You see, as Christians, there's going to be an answer that will, I'll say, is more of a we should give, right? But... As Christians, we may not always give because only Christ is perfect and we are redeemed and we are made perfect in our standing before God. But while we are here on this earth in our you know, broken bodies and everything else in, surrounded by brokenness, 
we are constantly uh, having opportunities for the Holy Spirit to reveal to us that brokenness and be changing it and, and creating that new person um, here on on this earth. And ultimately that we will see that in uh, our final arrival in that new creation in heaven. But while we wait, you know, Scripture talks about that our hearts, our bodies, all of creation cries out and groans because we know there's something not right. We know that there's something broken, um, but we don't always realize and remember where that brokenness is derived. So before we get to answering those questions, though, uh, we had a listener to the show, and I we asked permission before diving in to share this, but that listener is actually my aunt. And I knew about this story, but she had written, she'd been listening to the show and uh, certain things we had been talking about really intrigued her. And so she wrote this email and I'm going to have Alicia read it and uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, She introduces herself. Of course we know her, but gives a little intro. And then she says on September 5th, 2017, my brother was brutally murdered he was an inmate in prison down in Tucson. At 5.30 in the morning, four men attacked him on the rec yard. He was ambushed. Um, they beat him, kicked him, and stabbed him more than 50 times. My brother was saved at the time and working with younger men on good character and how to stay out of trouble. That gives me peace because I know he is in heaven. However, when I think of how scared he must have been trying to fight for his life and the pain of being stabbed and with homemade weapons, I get so angry at these men. I feel guilty because I know I have to forgive them, but I'm so angry and bitter. I would appreciate any words of wisdom you could provide. I think about it every day. I can't seem to move forward. That is incredibly heavy when you, you hear that. And if you're hearing that for the first time, maybe you're just like, wow. I mean... Like I read that and I think I could maybe come up with what the biblical answer is for that. And I, and we're going to cover some of those things in this episode, but I, at first, like before just diving in and going, well, I'll tell you the answer. Here's, here's the solution. I just like, I just want to empathize and, and just acknowledge the gravity and depravity of what was done. And not try and dismiss that and and just move along and go, okay, now to the answer. Um, but rather say, that was evil. There There is evil in the world. And evil, in fact, is in the world because of man. You know, we, we talk about it often, and I'll reference it more in the future, I'm sure. But there is evil in the world because there is sin in the world. All the brokenness in this world is derived from one original source, our first parents, Adam and Eve. And as they sinned, their sin wasn't simply just don't eat that fruit and they ate that fruit. You know, if that's what you see it as, I want to help you expand your understanding of that just a bit. The fruit and all of that, whether you want to say that was a metaphor or whatever, I think it was literal, but it it was in what Satan had come to them in the way the way that he tempted them to be deceived uh, or to sin rather was in telling them what that if you eat this, you will be like God. 
Yeah. You will have the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. And I remember hearing that as a little kid and going, well, that sounds great. Then they'll, they'll be on the equal playing field, right? You'll be, you'll be one with God and not realizing like, oh no, they were, they already had relationship with God. They had perfect unbroken relationship. It talks about God would come and walk with them in the garden and talk with them. Like, Imagine you had all of that already. People tend to say, well, if I, if God would just show up and give me, you know, an, an answer, if he would just be here, I, I would believe or I would have faith. And it's like, well, uh, Adam and Eve did. Yeah, I, I beg to disagree because I think that Adam and Eve had that in the most perfect way. They didn't have sin. They didn't have brokenness. They didn't have depravity or anything else that had set in yet. And yet, when given the choice, they chose themselves. And really, that is what they, they say. Sin is simply the self, the heart turned in on itself. You're like that chimera type of dragon. You know, you're just consuming yourself. You're so internally self-focused that you can't get free. And you, you look at everything else as um, against you, you know, like every, it's you against the world. And that's the problem, like in all of our brokenness, we have even a broken view of justice. So as we, as we started out with that question, what is it that you think you need? What is it you think you deserve? Ultimately, that answer, there are things that we can say, yes, I, I do need, um, maybe, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a, a vehicle, maybe it's healing, maybe it's broken relationships that need to be restored or you wish they would be restored. Maybe it's that you think you don't deserve to be treated a certain way or you do deserve to be treated better. Um, and that may be true, but what is the ultimate heart behind all of that? And I think it's that when we get our eyes off of that truth of Jesus Christ, it becomes that self. We, we turn in on ourselves and we see our problems as so big. God is so small. And our answer to our greatest need is usually something very small too. We don't see our greatest need as, oh, actually, I, my heart is broken, sinful, rebellious, um, and just vain. And it seeks after itself in all that it does. And even in my sense of justice, my heart is pursuing a broken view of justice. We were talking right before we started the podcast, this episode, as we were preparing and talking about how, um, I think for me personally right now, I've justice and vindication is something that I want. And I've been wrestling with that. Um, but I think as I've had the last few weeks to be like mulling over this, I'm definitely realizing that there is a difference in the justice that I'm looking for. There, I believe, is a justice that comes from the spirit um, and then a justice that comes from my own flesh and selfishness. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I can say I want justice, and, but because the motive of my heart is selfish, then that's not coming from that's not the justice that the Lord provides, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I don't trust it yeah. <laughs> because I, um, 
because it's just for myself. It's not because I want it for, for true justice or the true justice that comes from the heart of the Lord. Like, um, what was that scripture we were talking about in Job? Um, that true, the true justice. What, what was it? In James, you mean? Yes. Thank you, James. Yeah. Uh, It started with a J. Like, uh, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God is, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep yourself unstained by the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, our ideas of justice and God's ideas of justice are, are often very different. And yet we have a sense of justice for sure because that being made in the image of God part, we still retain that image bearer uh, identity, if you will. But it's it, because of the fall, it is marred. And so, we, we don't have a perfect sense of justice. We often have a personal sense of justice. Yes. And what, so to get back to uh, my aunt's uh, letter there, man, it is, there's both of those things going on there. You know, there's crying out to God and wrestling and wondering, God, where are you? And uh, lately, I've been taking a lot of solace in in the Psalms and knowing, mm-hmm. seeing the way that David would just pour out his heart in a way. Sometimes he would do it in in what you might even consider like kind of like a, a tantrum, I guess. Like this isn't fair. That's just not fair. Why God? Why me? How could you allow this to happen? How how is it my enemies prosper? Like those are the kinds of things that he's saying in there. Things that in proper Christian culture, we would go, oh, wow, that's super mature. <laughs> and it's that thinking, though, that makes us not cry out to God as his children. And we go, oh, yeah, well, he's in order for him to accept me, he, I'm going to have to do this in a mature way, right? And we think that we have to come to him with this like perfect way of praying and 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 not pouring our heart out, but rather just sort of like, well, God, I, I kind of don't like this, but you know, oh, you got this. I, I know what you're doing. Don't you don't. Yeah, I'm just, I'm fine with that. We we get a little bit um, fake, <laughs> as if God doesn't already know our hearts. But like I was saying, getting I've been drawn into that. Like thinking, it's okay. I can sit here and and pray to God and and mourn and weep and express like hey this thing or that way this person was behaving or or whatever it it wounded me or this hurts god but you know what in that it's like freeing because i'm coming to him as my sense of justice i'm coming to him as the ultimate arbiter the ultimate uh, authority over those things and you know i i think we mentioned this in a previous episode but where do you see people crying out for justice so much? It's not often in person. Maybe you might have somebody who's kind of more of, a, maybe it's social justice or something, and they're, they're super adamant and they're advocates for those things, and they're going to argue with you at Thanksgiving and whatever. It's a family member or something. But more often, it's on the internet, in social media. They're tweeting about it. They're posting videos to YouTube. They're going on Facebook, and they're usually arguing. But if you look closely, what they're really saying is they're crying out into the void and going, why God? But 
there is no God in, in the way they're often crying this out. It's just, why? And they're mad at somebody, and they're mad at everybody. And nobody is there. They're, they're really saying, somebody help me. Somebody save me. Somebody do something about that. Somebody save them. And I think, though, the heart of that is largely, I don't believe that there's anything bigger. Like, you know, we look at social media. Billions of people are on this. Surely somebody will be able to do something. Somebody will be able to hear my voice. I'm going to matter, and what I'm going to say is going to reach the ears of somebody who has the power to change something. And, that you know, sometimes that might happen. But I think that we substitute that crying out to God like David did in the Psalms and being completely vulnerable and transparent and, and humble and just crying out to him first and waiting on the Lord and not rushing into scream into the void. In the email, she mentioned, um, I know I should forgive, but I just can't move on. And I want to say that something that I've been, that I want to encourage you in, because I've been preaching this to myself and I have been trying every day to believe it because I know that it's true, is um, forgiveness does not come from within us. Uh, it's a free gift that originated from the heart of God and it was birthed at the cross in the form of salvation. And if salvation was a free gift that was offered to us through God sending his only son to be a sacrifice for us, then if he in, he invented forgiveness, that's when it started. And it doesn't come from us just like salvation. We can't save ourselves. That was God's job. That's the same thing with forgiveness. We cannot, we don't have the power within ourselves to forgive those who have wronged us. And, um, and that is something that we have to trust the Lord. Like if you don't feel it now, he understands that he knows that, but you can hold, you can hold it away from him. You can hold on to it because he's given you a free will and you can say, Lord, I am choosing not to forgive. I don't want to forgive. I don't want your forgiveness to flow through me to these people who have wronged me. But what you're saying is this is how I'm going to get justice. Yeah, I'm going to get it myself and you're not trusting the Lord to do it. And that's yeah. exactly what I'm doing. And I know that I'm doing it. And my prayer for myself right now is that I open that hand and say, Lord, forgive them through me. Mm -hmm. I cannot do it on my own. Only you can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's, there's so much wisdom in saying first, let like as bad as the sin that was committed, you know, it scripture talks about, when you go and you confront somebody or, or you need to speak to them about this sin, beware lest you too fall into mm -hmm. the same sin. And I think in the context there, it, it's often referring to like a sexual sin or something. But I don't think that that's exclusively that type of sin. I think it can actually be when, when you are in this case, like you have the forgiveness in hand to offer, but you can't feel it. You can't bring it. Um, if you aren't guarding your heart in that and seeking to bring that to God and, and go, God, how can I do this? Like, where can I find this forgiveness? If you don't do that first, then yes, it's going to be an even bigger struggle. But we've, we, we have to start first with 
our own hearts, Mm -hmm. our own brokenness, our own sinfulness and fallenness. And I think the hardest thing is to see the humanity in the monsters. Those people are still people created in the image of God, just, just like the person that they sinned against. And to look at them and say, you're just as broken as me. You may have done far worse things physically than I have ever done. And you may have consequences that will be far worse than in this lifetime than anything that I will likely ever have. But in this, the economy of, of heaven, in the scale of eternity, I'm just as broken and separated from God as you are, because we all are, because the real problem is the brokenness and fallenness of our hearts. So if you start with your own heart, and it, I'm not saying it's a one and done, you know, oh, I just prayed and I said, God, help me forgive them, and then it was done. Um, I think it's a constant casting of those cares, you know, as that comes back, here it is, God, I'm bringing it back to you, I'm bringing it back. And it's it's like a, a back and forth kind of a thing, you know, like he takes those those concerns and those cares, and he does something with them, and he gives them back to you, and they're shaped a little differently and now you're like examining them and going, okay, but okay, well, let, let me give them back to you now. And each time it's this growth process. So first of all, it starts with us seeing our own humanity and brokenness because of the fall. And that can be scary because when we look into our own hearts and we see our own ability to sin, it, it's, it can be overwhelming if you don't have the gospel to preach to that darkness it, you're just going to get lost and swallowed up in it but it's important to remember too that god's not up there saying oh i'm just so disappointed in you that you can't forgive this person or that you can't move on the thing is that he understands the hurt you have been sinned against it, he that doesn't make him happy. That makes him sad. It hurts his heart that you have been sinned against, but he wants you to know that he will get that justice for you. You don't have to enact it yourself. Mm -hmm. And he wants you to be free of the feelings of bitterness and anger and resentment. And God has this amazing way of taking the most broken things. Look at the brokenness of humanity as a whole. It was utterly hopeless. We were utterly helpless. There is nothing that we could have done or can do now to make that go away. You know, it's Jesus talks about it as whitewashing tombs when we just clean the outside and make the outside look really good. But the inside is still dead. That's that's all it is. That all our good works, everything that we can do to make ourselves look good and clean and righteous is just covering up dead men's bones inside of us. And so we're no better than the people who have done the terrible things, though the terrible things are terrible. And we're better off, perhaps, in this life, but, but our separation from God is still real. So the, the other thing is, holding on to that often can feel like power. It can feel like greater strength. The enemy wants to keep you entangled in it. He wants to keep you ensnared in this mindset that says, if I hold on to unforgiveness, I can use it, dangle the carrot, if you will, or use it as a weapon. Even if the people don't know that that's what you're doing to them, 
you're you are doing that and you're wielding wielding unforgiveness as a weapon but really what you're doing is it's sort of like taking yourself hostage with the gun to your own head and threatening them and making them or drinking poison as they say and expecting it to make the other person sick that's what happens in that situation and i i believe that god wants us to have freedom from that because and this kind of comes to the third I think, point in all of this, do you believe that there is justice greater than the justice that could be served on this earth? And I'm not dismissing the importance of that justice. And I believe that in this case, I'm praying that the right justice happens. But I believe also the greater justice in all of this would be for these men who have created, who have committed this monstrous crime to be granted the grace of God, to see the, the weight, the gravity of their sin and repent because that is what ultimately true justice, I believe, will be served because the only one who can actually pay the penalty that is just enough is Jesus Christ, Right? No amount of punishment, no amount of beatings or abuse or torture or equal um, crimes being committed against these people or, you know, whoever, fill in the blank for your person in your mind. No amount of justice that you can serve will be adequate because we are still broken justices, if you will. <laughs> we will. We are still trying to put ourselves in the seat of God, but we have a broken heart that can't do it. But what we have is a God who has made a way for the justice, not just in that case, but the justice that we deserved, that we couldn't pay, and he has made the way through Jesus Christ. There is no other way. So when we have the opportunity to give that forgiveness, it's very much the opportunity to express the very forgiveness that we have been given through Jesus Christ. That's why when it when he says, with the measure that you forgive, uh, you know, or you, that you have been, you should forgive with the measure with which you have been forgiven. And when Jesus tells that parable of, you know, the the widow who who comes and uh, prays and the tax collector and the tax collector uh, or not, sorry, not tax collector, the Pharisee, the Pharisee is there saying, you know, uh, thank God that I am not like all these other people. I am not as sinful. I'm not sinful at all. Actually, they are all messed up. The prostitutes, the tax collectors, the drug addicts, whatever. I'm better than them. And then the woman comes I think you're mixing. Or, parables. I'm mixing parables. You're totally Sorry, mixing not parables. the one. <laughs> See, we are tired. <laughs> the tax the tax collector comes and he beats his breast and all he says is, "God, have mercy on me, a sinner," because he recognizes his place. And then, who do you think was justified? Who went away justified? So, when you recognize, like, my mercy, my justice only comes from God. It doesn't come from my performance. And even in your ability to forgive is not your justification. So that itself, like you mentioned earlier, hon, it only comes from God imparting that grace in your heart through the Holy Spirit to forgive. 
And I think that's going to take constant uh, re- handing that back over to God, mm-hmm. casting that back upon him. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that's actually what relationship looks like. You know, if you've ever gone through a rough thing with a loved one, a spouse or something, and, you know, it, if you're just doing the, all right, well, we, we sort of talked about it once and now let's never speak of this again. That's not, that's not very loving. That's not very forgiving, actually. If that person then comes to you, not to accuse, but they're like, I'm still having a hard time with this. Can, can we talk about this some more? I think that is a gracious uh, way of handling that type of thing. And I think with God, that's the way these things are to be handled, you know. We keep bringing it to the cross. We keep laying it at his feet. And this orients our heart in the right direction. It points us toward the cross, points us toward the grace that we've been given. And if we recognize just how much we have been given, it will become, I don't want to say it's easier. I just want to say it's possible where it wasn't possible, where there was never a chance of forgiveness being found. And you would then be not only uh, suffering from some sin against you, but now you get to suffer doubly because you are stuck in unforgiveness forever. It's like the sin that just keeps on giving. But in Christ, you have total and complete freedom and grace given to you. Um, it's like that bank account, you know, with the infinite funds. If you, if you don't ever go and withdraw the funds, what good is that? You've been given an even greater pri- uh, gift in Christ. You have infinite grace, infinite freedom in Christ to forgive, to love, to receive love, to receive forgiveness. Um, and I, for me, this is something I, I notice in myself, and I remind myself, and then I catch myself still struggling with it. I think people will often say, well, what's the mark of a good Christian? Or, or not a good Christian, a mature Christian. And you'll get all kinds of answers like, well, they read their Bible. They do their devotions every day. Well, they've memorized their Bible. Or, oh, they're a really kind person. And, and I really think it's just somebody who, when they see their sin, they're quick to repent. A, ma- a mature Christian is not one who ever arrives. They are, a mature Christian is one who's resting in that freedom and grace and repentance. And all of that is a gift. So I, f- I feel like, you know, in a rambly sort of a way, perhaps maybe a little bit tired here, <laughs> we have addressed some of this. But there's so much more. Like, I'm sure we could devote... A, a month's worth of episodes to a lifetime of episodes to forgiveness because it's the greatest gift we've been given and it's one of the greatest gifts we can give. Babe, I think there is one more thing that needs to be addressed. Mm. I am ready to extend forgiveness to you for all the LaCroix cans you leave laying around the house oh, every man. single day. You don't know how good that makes me feel. I feel really freed right now from that i've really been holding on to that for a long time uh leave it to my wife to add some levity to the entire conversation at the end there we needed it it was we it was needed getting a bit it heavy, we've, been, we've been tired we needed some life yeah you know what let's let these poor people go and not these poor people that's not yeah. what I'm you poor suffering people poor unfortunate souls <laughs> 
you're that's free guys we, for you for we free. super love you we love you guys we're first of all well not first of all last of all because i need to go to bed but thank you guys for the reviews you've left us on um on apple podcasts you're so sweet and generous and kind to us and um i don't know we just love you if you want to add or leave a review there we appreciate it um it really does help uh spread the word and while we have no real ambitions of this becoming some worldwide phenomenon we do believe that speaking about jesus christ and where our aim is to bring the gospel to life and to every episode um, and we hope that there are more opportunities to keep doing that so those do help it's something that uh, gets noticed and all the algorithms and all the things out there so if you guys feel like you're struggling with bitterness or unforgiveness please feel free to reach out and we'd love to pray for you guys and with you guys um, everything that is shared with us in email or um, social media messages are confidential unless you say otherwise um, unless you post it publicly so. unless you post it publicly yes but we yeah we love you guys we want to pray with you guys if you're struggling with that and be here for you yeah, and you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash show. Instagram, at show. Same thing on Twitter, at show, And you can email us, feedback at com, And you can also go to our website, alloflifeshow.com. Uh, and hey, we put up a section on the site this last week that is books and recommendations that we have. Well, folks, we are looking forward to the next time that we get to talk with you. Also, write in and let us know if you have any, uh, any other ideas for shows or questions you would like to have answered. A few topics that we have in mind we will uh, share on our next episode and uh, maybe even have a little vote up on the website. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, guys. 